Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. This hour, we're going to vibe with Ethel P. Savage and Mr. Laidback. <laughs> Ethel uh, P. Savage? <laughs> oh, oh, there's so much in that statement, Briggs. There's so much. So Ethel P. Savage. What's the vibe of Ethel P. Savage? That is a really good question that I am currently in the process of figuring out. The vibe of a Who character in a Ethel play. Who is Savage? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the Curious Savage, the name of the play. I I was so jazzed to learn that we have a, a Moody Radio friend in Alabama who is in the same play right now. And he is, he opens, let's see, what is today? The second? Is today the second? Yes. Yeah. He, they, their play in Alabama opens in eight days. Okay. I wish I could get down there and see it just for savage support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ethel P. Savage is, yeah, she is what the play is named after. And it's the character that I'm playing and developing in uh, some a community theater group right now. Uh, but, yeah, she definitely has a vibe. I just, I'm still working that out a little oh, bit. Oh, I can't wait to see this mm-hmm. when that happens. You have how your tickets, you too, that. don't you? Oh, we do have tickets already. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see a thumbs up in there, Briggs? Y'all got tickets, too? We do. We have tickets. The family's coming. Come yep. on. Oh, this is so fun. Well, as a friend told me the other day who also said he has tickets, he said, it's not going to matter if you forget every line you have. It's just going to be fun to all be there together. And and that's the way I'm looking at it so I don't, <laughs> like, fall out from nerves. Uh, this is a different adventure for me. But our youngest is in the show as well. And it's not new for her. Like, this is old hat. She's yeah. in two shows right now. Um, but there's definitely a vibe, Mr. Laidback. Well, there's a vibe right there, isn't A it? lot of different things, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you were saying just a, a few moments ago that speaking of vibes, you were in a store the other day mm-hmm. and realized, yeah, there are vibes in different subcultures, in different locations, different stores, different brands. What's the deal? The, the, this is not meant new agey at all. There, it's just this feeling you get. And you'll know what I mean, I think, if you've ever been into a store where you go, this just has a feel about it. I always look forward to going to Whole Foods. It's I, You have to make the drive. You have to go from where I live about, I don't know, 40 minutes to get there. And there are some things that I can't get at any other store. I was looking forward and always do to going in there. And then the minute I get in the store, I'm like, I do not like the way this feels. We talk about an air of entitlement and just, and maybe it's just me. I'll own that if it is. But every time I go in there, I'm like, I I don't, I don't want to be in here. I think I'm going to just walk through the aisles and enjoy it, but I don't because everybody's like, you're in my way. Why are you, why are you blocking my path? And the, the, um, aisles are kind of narrow anyway. So, it's just this thing that I'm pretentious? thinking pretentious would be a very good word that I feel when I go in that store. I got what I needed. I did not really go and enjoy the stroll. I just <laughs> hit the outside aisles, which is what I needed and got out. And when I walked out, I'm like, okay, well, that was fun. Not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Had your little fix. Don't need to do that again for a while. Huh? And and I really don't. I don't get over there much at all because of the drive. Um, I wonder if I would go if I lived closer. But with that uncomfortable feeling, I'm not sure I would. I think I would still hit it very sporadically to gra- get grab the things that I can't get anywhere else and 
and move on. But it got me to thinking about feelings or vibes, just because it's easier way to say. When you walk into specific places, stores, churches, places of business, it probably feeds into that subculture conversation. But do you have something that comes to mind when you go into a store? I do. And there's certain stores, certain places that I've been where you you do kind of get that feeling or that vibe. But I'm kind of curious this morning as you're listening, when you hear Don describing that, is there a place that comes to mind for you? Like, yeah, I walk into this place mm-hmm. and this is the vibe I'm picking up here. This is what I'm feeling. Might be really good. It could be. It might be a, a good feeling, a good sense. Um, you know, Bath and Body Works, I go in there. I'm, I'm good there. Oh, <laughs> My allergies drive me nuts in there. So what is it uh, for you? 800-555-7898 to call or text this morning. 800-555-7898. I'm thinking back to years ago and the first time that I really kind of remember feeling this uh, store having a certain vibe. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the very first one that that stands out in my mind anyway is Amber Crombie. Yeah. You ever go into there? Uh, I think maybe once and I, I don't know if nope. it still has the same vibe because I've not been in there forever or Hollister I, kind of deal. Hollister, mm-hmm. like when I was in high school, that was the, the cool place. Maybe I'm dating myself, <laughs> but that was the, the place I can totally see this where, you know, the, the cool kids went and got the brands and whatever. And that was the thing. And so I remember walking in there and just from the music, the lighting, the smell, Huh. I that that was one of the first stores that I remember, like where they like besides a Bath and Body Works type of store where they like we have a certain smell to our store. It's true. And I remember just thinking like, yeah, I know that this is supposed to be the cool place, but I'm not necessarily digging the vibe here. Hmm. Yeah. I I think this is a real thing that maybe you just don't talk about, but I'm so curious about it. And I do think it feeds that subculture conversation because every place has its its setting. And they do that on purpose. People oh, yeah. spend a lot of money and a lot of time studying this kind of thing because they want to set it up in a certain way. The other part of that is when you plant that store in a certain demographic, then there's going to be a vibe to that as well. I think Walmart has a vibe. Oh, <laughs> have you ever been to the website, People of Walmart? Uh, no, because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad if you ever find yourself on there. Well, you got a, a vibe place, 800-555-7898. You're listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Call us at 800-555-7898. Yes, we'd love to hear from you, especially what you've experienced as you walk into different places cultures within work environments. Cindy, you're in Alaska this morning as we're talking about vibes or feelings. It's just that impression that you get when you walk in somewhere. I recently was in Whole Foods here in our area and I was like, I, I so love the store, but then once I get inside, I'm, I, I don't know that I love being in here. You like the idea of Whole Foods more than you like Whole Foods? Yeah, I I don't feel like my income is high enough <laughs> to be part of the clientele there. And it's it's not necessary. I mean, yes, it's a more expensive store on some things. But, you know, you go in there. For me, I go in there for specific items I can't get anywhere else. And yet there are people there with cartloads of food. And I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe there's no vibe at all. I'm just feeling 
You did say it was over in the Franklin area. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franklin, yeah. Tennessee, mm-hmm. a wealthier area. People, I, I was in a store downtown Franklin one time, and the folks that were from there were talking about it. And I love Franklin. Love, everybody wants to live in Franklin. It's yep. just a great area. Uh, but somebody who was a native of Franklin, Tennessee said, you know what's sad is our kids can't afford to stay where they were born and raised because it has gotten so right. expensive. They won't be able to afford housing in the area. So maybe that's the vibe I was picking up on. Uh, but it made me think, what is your experience when you go into stores or churches, yeah. businesses? Well, like Martha was saying a moment ago, that's one of the vibes that uh, she picks up often in a church is yes. the presence of the Lord being there. It was, you know, just a hair over two years ago that we had moved to Middle Tennessee and we were looking for a church. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because you, why we talk about the, the vibe or the feeling that you get from walking into a store, I think the same is true for churches. Oh, for sure. There were some that we walked into and it felt kind of cold, felt kind of distant. Mm-hmm. You felt kind of aloof. You didn't feel there were others where people sought us out. They're like, oh. We don't recognize them. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a vibe or a feeling of warmth and welcoming and friendliness. We're glad you're here. And one of the things that really kind of made all that confusing is that was right in the middle of COVID. Oh, yes. And so <laughs> Bless it. you've got masks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. True. And sometimes not. Right. And you had, you know, just weird spacings. That was back when you're like, okay, we're going to seat people every other row and we're going to put six feet between your family group and the next family group. And so that was really kind of confusing to kind of figure out the culture or the vibe of a place. Yep. That whole thing was confusing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I appreciate, Cindy, your text in Alaska this morning. You said your husband works as a, 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 on a post as a civilian no military affiliation, and that place has a culture all its own. Oh, so sure. definitely, definitely. Well, Cindy is calling in from Middle Tennessee this morning. Cindy, welcome. What are your thoughts on, on this topic this morning? Well, first of all, I totally agree on the Whole Foods. I live in Murfreesboro, and it's a, a drive. Um, it's upscale. Yeah. It's, um, it's quiet. And, and um, I don't know, I feel different, too, when I go in there. But what I really love, the vibe, is Trader Joe's. Okay. Huh. So Briggs cool. mentioned that when we were talking about it. He said, now, do you think Whole Foods and Trader Joe's has the same vibe? Do you, Cindy? Oh, no, absolutely not. When I go into Trader Joe's, it's like going to Disney to me. Oh, really? <laughs> it's fun. It's friendly. The items are different. Yes. You know, than your regular supermarket. And um, I just really, it's like an adventure. Yeah. Well, I, I so appreciate that. And, you know, I'm not dissing on Whole Foods. I hope nobody hears that. It's just interesting. No, no, no. Yeah. No, it's just a different vibe. It's it is. the way it is. I mean, yep. they're great. They have interesting things as well, but it's kind of like going to the library to me as opposed to going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> what a great analogy. Cindy, thanks for your call this morning, sis. Appreciate that so much. Cindy called 800-555-7898. Even interesting how within grocery stores, there are different <laughs> vibes and feelings there. You know, you think of Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Aldi. 
I certainly love has its Aldi. own. I do too. I there love a lot. Aldi. Mm-hmm. There was a grocery store. I, I've not seen the chain down here, and they've been bought by a, a larger chain right now. Um, but there, there was a grocery store near where we used to live in Chicago called Mariano's. Never and, heard of such. Yeah, and I remember the first time I walked in this place. It kind of had that cool vibe, laid back a little bit in some ways. It actually had a, a person playing piano in what? the store. It was really kind of cool. That sounds cool. And customer service was fantastic. And huh. I'm like, I like this place. Yes. The vibe changed. The culture oh. changed. The piano player left, and they got bought out by a huge conglomerate mm. kind of store thing. And, yeah, it just changed. And, like, even cultures and vibes can change in, in stores. We've yes. certainly seen that happen. Stores, churches, yeah. the whole thing. Usually, I will say, this kind of was just working through my mind. When I go into a store like a Whole Foods and there's that kind of vibe, then I kind of make it my mission to be countercultural. But for whatever reason, this last time when I was in there, maybe it's because it was just so busy at the time, I was not having it. I just wanted to get in and get out. Well, we're glad that uh, you're with us. You want to join the conversation at any time, 800-555-7898. Interesting uh, study. That came out just recently. We're going to talk about that a little bit later this hour as it has to do with how do people perceive pastors. We'll get into that in just a few moments. It is Don and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. You're listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Glad you're with us on this Thursday morning. You know, there's a study that came out. It was a Gallup survey. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of depressing to read some of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fewer Americans are interacting with pastors on a regular basis. And then, of course, we see the scandals that are have been coming out in churches and the way that uh, so many churches, denominations have had to deal with uh, some problems. And so the trust in pastors is not good right now. All time low. Yeah. Yeah. I, for, and for the third straight year in a row, it's continuing to decline right now. Only about one in three Americans would say that pastors are honest and have high ethical standards. That's kind of sad when you think about that. Really, really sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, this, this is a little bit, isn't it indicative though of the way kind of the church is going in general? If our, for instance, if our Bible literacy is as low as the statistics are showing us. George Barna and his group out in Arizona Christian University have done studies on this. Yeah. And it shows that our biblical worldview, our biblical knowledge, it, it is it is pieced. It's a patchwork quilt. We've taken from all kinds of different religions, but because Christianity is kind of our overarching banner, we're saying, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that part of the Bible, and I don't believe that part of the Bible. That one, now that trips me up. I, I don't want to do that. So, So we cut these things out, and that's... You know, that's not that's not biblical Christianity. Right. It may be some form of a Christian religion, but it's not biblical Christianity. So if that's all going down, then you probably see that our pastors and their integrity are on the slide, too. Well, and I think one of the reasons that we also see this is we have seen the explosion of 24 hours news cycles Mm -hmm. and social media and the Internet, and that has changed things. And so maybe uh, stories of corruption and and just pastors acting badly Mm -hmm. didn't make the news like it does today. 
And so I think that has uh, potentially tainted things as well. Trust in pastors has fallen 30 per- points, 30% since uh, 2001, like you said. And really, most Americans, or a lot of Americans right now, are saying that pastors really have no different integrity standards. They're no um, more or less honest than any other American right now. Hmm. So I'm like, wow, that should be a wake-up call, I think, for churches, for pastors, for believers on how we act and how we behave. What I thought also was interesting was, okay, who are people that society esteems as more honest, have more integrity than pastors? I don't think I want to know, but go ahead. All right. Overall, pastors are ranking eighth among 18 professions that Gallup asked about in this survey. Eighth out of 18. Okay. Eighth out of 18. Mm-hmm. You would hope that they'd be number one. You would right? hope. You would think uh, yes. they would be. Number one, clergy trail nurses coming in at 79%. A clergy trail nurse. This is a new uh, profession. I've not heard of this. Yeah. So apparently I had to look this up. And what is a clergy trail nurse? It is a nurse who also has some religious training. So they're looking at the care of the patient in a very holistic approach. We're not only going to care for you medically, but we're going to care for you spiritually as well. Now, it doesn't say biblically. doesn't say that that worldview has to be, right? I did catch that. Yeah. So it is the holistic care for a patient based on what they need medically and what they want spiritually. But that is the number one trusted individual as far as 18 professions. That is coming in at number one. Okay. Number two, doctors at 62%. Really? People are saying they trust doctors more than they do pastors. Pharmacists, number three at 58%. High school teachers, 53%. Police officers ranking above pastors at 50%. Accountants, 41%. Judges at 39%. Wow. All of those ranking above pastors. So what's the percentage by the pastors? About 34%. Oh, you said that, 34%. 34%. Okay, so through the years, we've definitely learned that our pastors are real people too. They, yeah. sin, they sin, they struggle with sin. I, I think par, part of the jarring of this is through the years, like when I was growing up, we put pastors on this pedestal that... They didn't sin. They didn't struggle. They just had it all together because they were called and equipped to be a pastor. And we're learning that's not true. Oh, right. We're also learning that when we are called to intercede for them, we need to take that seriously Mm -hmm. because they are on the front lines taking it all, like all the arrows, all the good, bad, or indifferent. They're taking it all. Now, do they also need to be called into accountability like we are too? Absolutely. They're the shepherd. Right. They're the ones that are supposed to be caring for the flock. And that's a big call. It is a big calling. It's not an easy one. And I think sometimes we may forget that. But at the same time, it is a high calling. It is one that hopefully um, we would see people increasing to esteem to. They want to be uh, moving into that. But, man, it is a hard job. Mm -hmm. It is one where they're in the crossfire. Mm -hmm. They've got a target on their backs. And uh, so many pastors, I think, because of that, have really struggled. Many have fallen. That's tainted 
the world's view of the church, unfortunately. Sure. And just because now we have this 24-hour news cycle, the social media, the Internet, the whole thing, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it is impacting when one pastor or one church has a, a serious issue like that. It does impact the way that culture and people perceive Christianity. Just listening to a great podcast about that yesterday. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about that, and you're welcome to join the conversation at 800-555-7898. We appreciate you being here with us. Why not take the word with you wherever you go? Download the Moody Radio app. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Uh, We are so glad you're here. It just keeps us company, and you could always join the conversation by calling or texting. That 800 number is 800-555-7898. Nine eight and putting things on our Facebook page easy to find as well. Donna and Steve, hey, uh, you were talking pastors number eight on kind of like how much do we trust right. our pastors? And it does remind us. I mean, it's a pretty negative statistic because it seems like we're not trusting very much. And I, I will say uh, the texts that are coming in, Margie, you're so right, Margie. I'm sorry, Margie, you're right in that. There are many, many factors. You know, you look at televangelism and and all of the dishonesty that can come from these different sectors. A, a lot of liberal theology when it comes to upholding God's word and the inerrancy of Scripture mm-hmm. that plays into it for sure. And then all of the headlines that we've seen of late. But it should remind us to be truly interceding for our pastors on this list. If pastors make it at number eight. Then where do we find ourselves as we move on down the list? Well, there's a number of professions that obviously rank below that. Bankers, real estate agents, journalists, lawyers. Wow. Okay. Car salespeople, third from the bottom at 11%. There you go, Jim. You asked that question. Where do car salesmen land on the list? Okay. They're less trustworthy in our eyes than pastors. Second from the bottom, and I thought this one was going to be on the bottom, but members of Congress and politicians. Oh, see? Yeah. I think I'm going to put that. 9%. They didn't even hit 10% there. (laughs) The very bottom of the list, telemarketers. Oh. Not a shock there either. When you stop and think about that. But one of the things that this list has done for me and and this story is just remind us that there is a credibility crisis going on within our churches today. And just yesterday, I was listening to a podcast about that. Mm -hmm. In case you've not heard about this podcast yet, there's one called Reconstructing Faith. It's actually hosted by a guest we had in the other day, Trevin Wax, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. Episode number oh, yeah? one of this series is all about the church's credibility crisis hmm. and why we have the problems, what has maybe led to that, and then we begin to look at what would it look like for us to reconstruct in a good and healthy manner. Oh, and he talks about that? And that is part of what he's talking about in this series. It's an 11-episode series, so just kind of a quick heads up and FYI, um, if you're looking for something to listen to along these lines, that is going to be biblical, challenge us to think, mm-hmm. to think critically and to think biblically, I'd recommend that uh, podcast to you, Reconstructing Faith. I've only gotten into it a little bit, but I am really looking forward to some of the topics that they're going to be getting into throughout this season. But I think you've, you've issued a good reminder to us to be praying yep. for our pastors, to be holding them up before the throne, remembering that they have feet of clay like we do, yeah. but also, you know, they, they, unfortunately, 
for a lot of people, as the pastor goes, so goes their perception of Jesus and, and Christianity. So let's be in prayer for them. And we need to be living lives of integrity as well, because unfortunately, you know, the, the way that people may look at pastors, if they know that we're believers, they may be looking at us in uh, well, kind of that similar lens or that view. It's Don and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio.